0: Adam's from Red State Talk.
1: Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to real news. Welcome everyone to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host Tori. Today is April 22nd, 2019 and it's Easter Monday for Catholics and uh, for, for all Christians aside from uh, the uh, Eastern Orthodox Christian, Greek Orthodox, Serbian Orthodox, Russian Orthodox. Actually, it's our Holy Week this week. So, happy Easter to all of you that um, celebrated Easter, and I uh, wish uh, that it was filled with love and happiness, and people read in between the lines uh, during the services if they attended them, because the Bible isn't literal, just like every other religious text. It's not literal. So today is Monday, and it, out of the gate, is insane. Now those of you that have been listening to my show, I've talked about, since November, how important Turkey is. And about the petrodollar oil relations. And how those have created the global situations that we're in now. How Turkey holds the keys to energy for the European Union and how sanctioning them would kneel the European economy. Now, back in November, something that people didn't know is that Secretary Pompeo had provided an ultimatum to eight countries around the world that buy oil directly from Iran. Now, I've told you that the European Union relies on Turkey for the majority of their oil and gas. Their oil and gas is from Iran and Russia, right? Remember that. But there are eight countries, aside from Turkey, that includes Turkey, I guess, that buy oil directly from Iran. Now, at some point uh, toward the end of November, I explained to you guys the whole environment with the pipelines. And how in 2012, Greece had ceased purchasing oil from Iran because they got into like, this big fight about the pipeline that they were building from uh, Turkey extending out through the Mediterranean through Greece. But it didn't happen. So Greece continued to buy. So the eight countries that are on notice, that were on notice as of November, they had 180 days, which expires on May 2nd. They had 180 days to find alternate ways to supplement their oil and gas needs. Those countries are China, India, North Korea, Turkey, of course. Italy, Greece, Japan, and Taiwan. And the reason Italy and Greece is because I had explained to you guys that huge debacle for, uh, for the pipeline that would go from Turkey through Greece all the way out to the Mediterranean through Italy uh, to siphon uh, to, in order for them to be able to siphon oil from the Middle East and um, distribute it on the southern end of Europe. And the problem that the Greeks had was that they would be forfeiting territory to Turkey by creating that pipeline. Anyway, so this is why Greece and Italy purchase oil directly from Iran because they don't have access to it through pipelines via Turkey. So you would say, but the European Union isn't on this list. No, it's not because it buys it from Turkey. Remember, Turkey holds the keys to everything they are geographically situated to facilitate Europe and Asia in regards to distribution of oil where they are geographically and the majority 70% of the oil that goes through their system and then gets resold to the other countries is from Iran this is huge Because Secretary Pompeo made it clear, there are no exceptions. And Mevlut Cavusoglu, who is the Minister of Foreign Affairs for Turkey, this morning put his foot down and expressed, and is still expressing overseas on TV, his concerns because the U.S. has made a formal decision To end sanction waivers. See, those eight countries had waivers on Iran, on oil imports. And he says, this will not serve regional stability and peace. It'll harm the Iranian people. No, it'll harm their economy. Because now Turkey will be reliant on who? Russia. And the European Union does not want Russia to be making money. So, Turkey is rejecting these unilateral sanctions and impositions that the U.S. has put forward. This is huge. Now, the relationships, the great relationships that our president has forged with Saudi Arabia are now being called to the carpet. Because when you're smart... You don't allow the media to run your foreign relations. You don't allow the clowns that have been in office, and the only thing they want is power. They don't care about you. They don't care about anything. You're a peasant to them. The fact that you elected Trump as your president is like a peasant's revolt. They can't stand it. I've told you that before. They ruled us, and we are now the unruly peasants that have, you know stood up for our rights and our freedom, and and it's unacceptable. And actually, someone else said that, because I've been saying that many times. They have been ruling over us. They treat us like we're nothing and that we shouldn't say anything. Well, here's the thing. Those clowns that used to have power and those Republicans that are calling us to say, well, the Mueller report is out. Let's move on. We don't need to prosecute people. Those people. That whole group that includes some Republicans are the ones that are freaking out right now. Because remember, John Kerry had gone to Iran. They all supported his actions. Didn't he marry off his daughter to Iran? (laughs) So they all, you know, kind of like in the olden times, you know, you forge relationships by marrying off your children. The money we've given to Iran, the Don't worry about it. We'll do it. This is President Trump saying no. No. This is how he fights. Forget the investigations into Mueller that we'll get into. The investigations into the real conspiracy, criminal conspiracy. Here is where he shows the world, now that the roadblock is out, watch me. He will drown the European economy. He will take them down immediately. They are going down. Because when the U.S. says sanctions on Iran and you get a waiver, it's not like a no-shave chit waiver in the military. This is giving you a waiver to be able to help a country get rich and sustain their economy when we are in active warfare via dialogue that are an actual threat to peace and stability. So when you ask for a waiver for us to say, well, you know, we really need their oil, so we're buying it from them. And you get a waiver chit from the Obama administration for like 10 years. And we've allowed it to happen for an extra two years. Gave you the deadline, 180 days. It's a big deal, man. We can't be allies if you're helping create and facilitate the economic development of a country that threatens peace, a country that supports terrorism. You can't. And this is the ultimatum. This is huge. I'm surprised that a lot of people aren't talking about it. They're more concerned about the rubbish about, oh, Mueller knew about, you know, uh, Spygate. He knew that this was a wrongful investigation. Yet he played politics. We all know this. That's going to be addressed. This is the real issue. This is war. And people are more distracted with Mueller this. We already know that's going to be taken care of. Mueller was purposefully placed. And look at which Republicans applauded it. You just got to pay attention more. So he was purposely placed. It was all planned. He used to be the FBI director, pass the torch to Comey. Comey gets fired and they pass the torch to his old, come on guys, you're not stupid, right? So let's put that to the side and talk about the real news. The stuff that wars are made of. Look how awesome it is that our president didn't listen to all those clowns and kept amazing relationships with the Saudis. The Saudis, that it ensigns by Turkey, their kingdom is being robbed. Remember, Turkey has pipelines that go through Iran, that siphon oil from Qatar, and they go through Uh, Oman uh, from Yemen and Oman and you know there was a huge deal with the Saudis telling Oman don't do it telling Yemen don't do it and they're all fighting and there's war there because they're like why are you selling your oil to Turkey the damn Germans are buying it they're gonna run you dry and you will have no idea what's going on and your politicians that are getting side cash To create these pipelines, it's not so much the defiance of the kingdom because this is how they spin it. See, the media says, oh, look, Saudi Arabia wants control of Oman and Yemen. Yeah, they do because they're a kingdom. But on the other hand, it's kind of the same thing with Crimea and Russia. Dude, if you go with them, you're done. They own you. They've just given you billions of euros to help you build these pipelines. They will come for their investment and you will have the whole European nation descending upon you, which means they have to go through us. We don't need this. Why are you doing this? And you know, Oman and Yemen don't listen because they believe that they're revolting against the kingdom. And yes, they should. They don't want to be part of the kingdom. Okay. But why will you leave one master To go to another one that disrespects you. I'm just saying. This is the Middle Eastern politics. A lot of people don't understand. So Saudi Arabia. Has stayed impartial. To an extent right. Impartial to an extent. Our president. Has maintained great relations. With Saudi Arabia. Because he knew this was coming. Because he planned it. How do you. Audit the Fed. Or how do you get rid of the Fed? By decreasing the confidence in the petrodollar that runs the Fed. Petrodollar, Fed, hand in hand. Petrodollar independent from Fed, whoop, get rid of the Fed, bring back the gold standard, and we're golden. Our economy gets better. But anyway, so now we have a lot of tension in the Middle East and Europe right now. I mean, Italy and Greece are stuck. Greece was not allowed to, and Italy, they actually have oil reserves that they have not been allowed to tap into by the European Union because of the clauses within the European Union. They cannot get oil from Turkey. I mean, they can purchase it. So I'm assuming that now that push comes to shove, uh, I know that Greece is in talks uh, with um, the European uh, Union to see what they can do, but... I find that they're they probably just going to be hauling it from Russia directly uh, to circumvent Turkey uh, only because they had that dispute because of uh, the pipeline, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Think about it. They're going to have to get their oil directly from Russia, something the European Union does not want, uh, something that they never wanted. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how that plays out. I just wanted to... Uh, I want to play a video of CNN and how they talk about their role in the news, because I want you to pay attention to CNN today and how they tell you about the actual crisis going on right now in Europe and the Middle East. Take a listen.
0: Pay attention to the big lies. I know some folks are exhausted by the daily deceptions, the the small lies from Trump world. But Trump and his allies are telling Big lies. Right now, the most popular one is no obstruction, no obstruction at all. The attempts to obstruct are screaming off the page. I, I guess my point is, there's no conspiracy found in the Mueller report, but there's no integrity either. So what's the role of the press in this broken environment? In part, our role is to keep collecting facts, all of the facts, so that citizens can make up their own minds. But I think it's also our role to stand up for decency and morality, especially if others won't. Journalists, after all, work with a code of ethics. We have, and we try to enforce standards. And when we fall down on those standards, we try to learn from those mistakes. But just listen to to what one of the president's lawyers, Rudy Giuliani, said to Chris Cuomo the other day about morality. Here's what Rudy said. If we're gonna start making moral judgments, about everybody in public office will have nobody in public office. We can do better than that. And journalists can help lead the way by talking about morality and ethics <sighs> if the people in charge aren't.
1: Are you kidding me? How is this morality and ethics? They're perpetuating a false narrative. They're double-downing. The only thing they're hosting is back-to-back town halls with people that have no chance ever to be elected. I mean, Warren is still in the run. Can you guys believe that? I thought she, like, threw in the towel the minute she started. The thing is, what people don't seem to understand is that this— The media that we have is not telling you this news. They're reporting it. Oh, this happened, period. This is war. This is how wars begin. Because now the EU will not be able to get oil as of May 2nd from Turkey because Turkey is getting oil from Iran. So then if Turkey is under sanctions because of the oil from Iran, that means the EU will be in turn sanctioned. So this is a big deal and no one's talking about it. You know, the fact that John Kerry was involved and he, uh, you know, married off his daughter. I mean, he he's been in Iran and Logan Act. Anyone? I'm just saying huge. And what people don't seem to understand is that uh, Brian Hook actually met with John Kerry at the Munich security conference. What do you think they talked about? Why would Germany be involved with Iran? Like I told you, because they buy all the majority of their oil and gas is dependent on Turkey. And you know how the president was telling him, ha ha, you know, you hate Russia, but 70% of Germany's power is powered by Russia. It's because we were under the impression that the majority of oil and gas was coming from Russia. And at the time it was. Until that little, you know, shenanigan with the Ukrainians and the showdown and then these embassies being burned down this fall. And that was the last straw. That is where we realized this fall, October, November of 2018, that the majority of the oil and gas coming from Turkey is from Iran. And this is why in November, Secretary Pompeo, which was not reported once again, but I reported it, gave eight countries notice. We're allies. You need to find alternatives. So I don't know why the majority of them are scurrying around trying to figure out how they're going to meet their energy needs when they've had 180 days. They knew about it, and now they're racing against the clock. It's pretty interesting to see. Because while we have our politics in D.C. with the corrupt persons thinking that they own us thinking that you know we should be subjects because that is how we've been um, acting we have war brewing in the Middle East and Europe I did it in regards to how the DC power structure is I wanted to play a clip of Stephen Hilton uh, he was on um, Fox News at uh, Next Rev, and I want you to listen to what he said. He's been, he says what I've been saying for
2: months. and Welcome to the Next Revolution. I'm Steve Hilton, and this is the home of positive populism, pro-worker, pro-family, pro-community. Tonight, the Democrats, the establishment media, the never-Trumpers, all of them dividing America. They will never stop. They will never stop because this is what they really, truly care about Russia, 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 collusion, obstruction, a stolen election, an illegitimate president, conspiracy theories, obsession, derangement they don 't care about health care, prescription, drug costs, deductibles, and pre existing conditions, all the things they say they want to focus on they don 't care about infrastructure. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about education. They sure as hell don't care about immigration. They don't care about jobs, the economy, taxes, wages, raises. They do not care about you or your life. They care only about themselves and their power. All of them, Pelosi, Schumer, Schiff, Nadler, their establishment media allies, Mado, Cuomo, Chuck Todd, Nicole Wallace, they're prepared to do anything, divide America, undermine faith in democracy and the rule of law, anything, if it helps take down Trump, the insurgent populist they despise. They are a modern aristocracy. They think they are born to rule. They consider it the most appalling impertinence that the American people kicked them out in 2016 and installed an outsider in the Oval Office. They see it as a peasant's revolt and they've been trying to overturn it ever since. That's what this is about, all of it. Whether it's demands for more information, or more testimony, or the underlying evidence, or impeachment, or whatever the hell the latest thing is, it's all about one thing, really. The establishment's fury at the populist revolution and their implacable determination to crush it.
1: Okay, so he summed it up. But you know why they're doing this, right? It's because they still believe that the global consensus, I would say, wait, let me rephrase that. They still believe that the people of planet earth, listen to them. (laughs) There we go. They still believe that the people around the world value their opinion on foreign relations more than anything. Let's take a step back. Did you remember when this whole Khashoggi false narrative went going? Do you remember how they were telling the president how he should manage his foreign relations? The thing is, Mueller was a roadblock and he had to be careful, right? That is the reason someone puts a special counsel there is for the purpose of stymieing your ability to be president. His plan all along was to rebuild our economy within our nation, attract manufacturers back to our country, start to be more self-sustainable by uh, you know, uh, reactivating our coal, steel, and oil industry. Because his intent was to get rid of the Federal Reserve. How long have I been saying that? This is how it happens. The petrodollar now is on rocky grounds and it's the U.S. and Saudi Arabia So he called in that chit. And you know, before we break, just to show and demonstrate what you, what the media hasn't told you and something that's not mainstream knowledge. Do you know how the crown prince of Saudi Arabia entered the financial markets in Europe? Yeah, he didn't do it with dollars, dollars that are based on petrodollars. He did it with gold. So through uh, UBS, uh, he bought out small banks within France and the rest of Europe. They called them Marfin, Marfin Bank. They, they totally destroyed him. He sold them out, gave them to ABN Ambro, which is another banking institution that now falls under the whole Deutsche flag, you know, because they've all been kind of centralized. That's the whole point of socialism. You, you, you keep all these little banks, you take them and you suck them up and you create one big one, right? Monopolies, right? Key. But he did it with gold. <laughs> so he did it with gold. He gave them gold for it. So when he sold it, he took his gold back. Gold. Gold standard. The Fed has been coming into conversation for the past two years, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the president start talking about it again today based on this, because he is telling them every single economy on this planet will be floored because I am getting rid of the Fed. And this is move one disrupt the petrodollar and make it independent to the federal reserve so after this break I'll break that down just a little bit more and we'll get into like the more localized politics localized is in rubbish indictments coming etc Welcome back to the Tory Sess Show. I'm your host, Tory. So, uh, continuing on uh, uh, the brewing. Uh, issues that we have in europe and the middle east i just want to point out for some reason the ap and everyone is only naming five nations italy taiwan and greece are actually one of those nations that were put on notice and i don't know if this is done purposely because italy and greece are considered part of the european union but they would not be protected under the european union because they purchase directly from iran um so it's very confusing as to why they're excluding taiwan Italy and Greece, which is super bizarre because, you know, in local news in Italy, I was watching Uno, and in Greece, I was watching Alpha News. They were all, you know, kind of like, uh, well, we're trying to figure it out. I mean, we had stopped purchasing oil from Iran back in 2012 and that was because we had agreements uh, with other Uh, Middle Eastern nations that now comply with Turkey and the thing is they don't want to go with Turkey because they broke up over the pipeline. So the discussions are really weird and what's eerie for me is that the mainstream media is only referring to five nations constantly. So that's pretty crazy. They're only, um, you know, referencing Japan, South Korea when it's actually – yeah, it is South Korea, not North Korea. I misspoke, so I apologize. Japan, South Korea, um, Turkey, China – And, um, and India. So those are the nations there. And you know what? India is actually getting it from the pipeline in Turkey too, in some form, uh, because they, they actually get it from a and it comes through that pipeline. So it's, it's super, it's super curious how they're putting it out there. The bottom line is by May 2nd, if it's not there, the allies are going to have issues because we're going to have to sanction them. So this is pretty huge, and you know, since this announcement, just so everybody knows, the this morning before the announcement, like the barrel was already up to sixty five fifty seven per barrel. Now it's seventy three dollars and eighty cents per barrel. Uh, so it, that's pretty huge. And remember, the biggest reserves of oil on the planet are in Venezuela. So, you know, remember, strategically, we're trying to liberate Venezuela, because Venezuela is under the command of who? The European Union. And this is why they were very reluctant to jump on board, but they had to. So they're being excluded from the petro game, the petrodollar game. So right now, the only thing we have is Saudi Arabia, and it's a good thing that President Trump has good relations with Saudi Arabia, didn't listen to the clowns of the media, didn't listen to the clowns that want power, and ensured to have this backup card because he knew what the plan was. They've already discussed it. Putin knows about the plan. President Xi knows about the plan. Remember, they created bricks on their own. It's like a separate economic, you know, kind of group made up of just them so it's made up of brazil russia india china and south africa something people don't know and they have their own monetary trade outside of the federal reserve as a secondary so it's like they're trading in bitcoin and litecoin Makes sense so it's still currency but it's different and the litecoin let's pretend it, it's called you know Friendly coin can only be traded within friendly coin nations, right? And Bitcoin is global. Kind of think it like that. For those that are into you know, cryptocurrency and digital currency, uh, that's how it's working. So they all know what's coming. But see, the European Union has... Constantly be getting reinforcements from President, uh, former President Barack Hussein Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, Joe Biden, and all of the clowns saying, don't worry, don't worry, we're going to get rid of him. This is why they're so vicious and so adamant about impeachment, so adamant of let's investigate, so adamant of let's get the people to hate him because If they can remove him from office, then all of this goes away. But they can't remove him from office. They won't remove him from office. So this is a huge deal. And on the other hand, if they decide to, by force, not by make-believe complaints, remove him from office, this will be the bloodiest civil war in global history, if that ever happened. So people need to really realize what the game is here, what is really going on. Because for some reason, we seem to just have such a myopic view of things that we cannot see outside of Washington, D.C. You have to see just how many arrows are targeted on our president. And he's literally made out of Teflon right now. And they're trying to find a way to get behind his armor from under his feet, you know, through the ankles, through the hair, whatever they can to make him vulnerable, they're doing and they're failing. Because they need to remove him in a certain way. And the thing is, there is no enemy, except for Iran, that they would be able to blame an attack on the president. Now, if Iran can't get out of their backyard, there's no way they're attacking him. And the security is so high that they know that it will be revealed. It'll be a bloodbath because the people that voted for President Trump are the ones that own the guns. The military voted for him. You think Pelosi, if anything like this happened, she would remain standing? You think Chuck Schumer would remain? There would be mayhem. People would be storming Washington on foot. They'd be walking from Nebraska with their guns and taking out every single person on the way. Every dildo waiver, every person that did not allow our country to be free. I'm just saying. This is how far it can go, and they know it. And they also know that such an act... Would cause the European Union's constituents, not constituents, subjects to revolt. Can't do that either. They can't. Australia, South America, Mexico. There would be a global revolt. And remember, they are few and we are many. We are many because we're the subjects. We're the peasants. We're the ones in their courtyards. We're the ones working really hard while they get really rich doing absolutely nothing. So this is a time of war and it's so civilized and so trivialized too, because your mainstream media isn't telling you what big of a deal this is. I'm telling you this. There's probably no one out there talking about this because number one, they have no idea what, what goes on because most of these political pundits don't have their own niche, right? You have to have your niche. Like, I can't stand Mark Levin. You know, the president tweeted out part of his thing. All of this stuff is for show. This guy's a tool. He's a MAGA coalition. He's a tool. He hated the president. He's only doing it for the money. And, you know, the blaze has propped him up and kind of cozied him up to the president so they can rally up and say, hey, we're your friend now. Mm, you're really not. You're in disguise. anyway. Point is, not a lot of people can talk about this because they don't master the topic. There's very few people that can talk policies, that can talk strategy, war strategy. Very few. And those people that do, don't really do it. Because no one's listening. Because nobody knows about this. Like, there's hardly any reporting the fact that these sanctions are going in place. Do you know what that means? It means that we sanction Japan. It means that we sanctioned Italy. It means that we're sanctioning China. This is putting more stress on our Korean peninsula deals. You know, if they don't find alternatives, you know, we've got South Korea in the mix too, right? It's not just China's hold on North Korea. It's also South Korea, right? So they're in the mix and Turkey already said we refuse to No, They're all making these statements like, Oh, you know, um, Ritterbush, they're like the leading oil trade advisory firm, okay? Having danced with these clowns, I could tell you that they're the ones that set the tone and write reports to advise countries of projections. But they don't get advised. They get paid to put out reports, kind of like climate change. You pay them a few million dollars, they'll make it look like you're dying in 12 years and you'll be underwater, regardless if the bankers are still investing on coastal properties because they're all stupid and, you know, whatever. Or it could be a psyops thing. Oh, well, we're investing, so obviously there's no problem. So everybody doesn't buy into it, so then they all drown and they have insurance. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. So Ritter Bush said that it is impossible, listen to this, to eliminate Iran... From oil exports. It is impossible. These are the people that advise nations on how to trade. And right now they've limited how much they buy, you know, from Iran. And it's also a problem. So now if you exclude them completely, it's impossible, they're saying. So, you know, now the rest of the world is relying on Saudi Arabia. How does that work out for Turkey? <laughs> Remember Turkey that paid for, you know, the propaganda to go out because they admitted it, that they pushed the press about Khashoggi? Remember the European Union, how they demanded it? Remember how the press demanded it, you know? So now they're leaning saying, well, you know, the only way that oil can be sustainable by shutting down Iran with high prices is if Saudi Arabia wants to do it. And you know what's going to be fun when Saudi Arabia keeps the prices tolerable for the United States, but shifts them high for the rest and says, well, you got to pay. You had time. There have been sanctions on Iran for over two decades. You've been min, min, taking off a little bit. Taking that, That's BS. You just skyrocketed to get over 90% of your oil and gas from Iran via Turkey because you wanted to pick a fight with Russia so you can feed it into the whole Russia collusion thing to overthrow a duly elected president. We feel sorry for you. No, we don't. Not at all. Not at all. You Make your bed. You lie in it. That's the way it is. So, you know, Israel has already come out. BB came out. He's like, I praise Trump for doing this. This is a good thing. We need to exclude. We need to stand firm. We stand with the United States. You know, so this is a big deal, guys. And no one's making it a big deal. And what I'm telling you is this is signaling the beginning of the end of the Fed. This is how you do it. The Fed is hand-in-hand with the petrodollar. This fiat currency is dictated and manipulated through the petrodollar and through the inflation that they create. So this signals, my gosh, will he do it before 2020? That will be insane. But, you know, maybe he'll talk about it. Because if I see him talking about the Fed today... In any shape or form, that's pretty much on the money that that's the plan, that it'll be done for 2020, which will be kind of hard. I mean, no, it isn't hard because there aren't really any candidates except for Yang. But, you know, CNN is not giving him a lot of love. So I don't know what's going on there. That would have any chance on being on the radar, not saying that Yang could win. I'm saying that it would be competitive, right? So maybe, yeah, he could take the risk and, and kill the fed and bring the gold standard, which would mean that we could buy burgers for 50 cents, which means that we would have a period of wowza that two grand you get a month after taxes will be worth a lot more than anything. I mean, I don't know if your rent will go down, but it should I mean, there's no reason you should be able to buy a gallon of milk for $0.05 and and pay $2,000, $3,000 for rent. Um, There'll be an adjustment period, I guess. But if he does this now, that would be insane. So, you know, we just have to follow what he tells us. Uh, This morning he was tweeting... Let let me pull up his tweets. This morning he was tweeting about... um, Many things. Let's see. So he started his day with the video that I played, the Stephen Hilton one. Then he talked about Saudi Arabia and others at OPEC will um, more than make up for the oil flow difference in our now full sanctions on Iranian oil. Iran is being given very bad advice by John Kerry and people who helped him lead the U.S. into a very bad Iran nuclear deal. There was no Iran nuclear deal. We were catering to them. Oh, and he said, big violation of Logan Act. Correct. Only high crimes, he says, and misdemeanors can lead to impeachment. There were no crimes by me, no collusion, no obstruction. So you can't impeach. It was the Democrats that committed crimes, not your Republican president. Tables are finally turning on the witch hunt. Then he talks about CNN's ratings. Oh, he did talk about the Fed just while we were talking about it. My friend Herman Kane, a truly wonderful man, has asked me not to nominate him for a seat on the Federal Reserve Board. I will respect his wishes. Herman is a great American who truly loves our country. And then he pinned Mark Levin. I'm not even playing that video. I, I, I think I, I have an allergic reaction whenever I listen to his voice. Because when me and him got into it during the election cycle, that is where I saw his true face and where he stands. He believes he's a constitutionalist. Rubbish. Rubbish. Anyway, so he spoke about the Federal Reserve. So, you know, how will this play out for us? I mean— Our economy is great. We have a lot of open jobs, a lot of them. But what we need to do is build the wall and beef up our security. Because if we do flip to the golden standard and the economies around the world collapse, that it would include Mexico, right? That would include Canada. Then we will have an even there won't be paid caravans. People will be swimming across the Atlantic to come here because of the economic downfall around the world. And that is where we have to say, sorry, we can't take you, Uh, only because this influx of illegal migrants will collapse our economy. It's kind of like what Obama did. Uh, He got rid of the manufacturing jobs. Um, He stopped allowing the United States to be self-sufficient, and then he opened the border allowing people to come in. So where we had, you know, let's pretend 200 million people and 150 million jobs, the jobs then became a hundred million jobs and the people went to 400 million. So you had more people in your country than you did jobs. And you also had to outsource things that you can make within your country, like oil produce that coal, wood, timber, milk. I mean, why are we producing milk in the U S selling it to Canada and then buying the same milk from Canada? Why is this happening? Like, this is legit the way it was happening. Like, why would you do that? It's insane, right? But this is how it was done under Obama. The only way to collapse a country and make it dependent on the government is to facilitate and create the infrastructure, um, to, to facilitate the collapse of the infrastructure. So if there is no infrastructure, no jobs, lots of debt. Lots of homelessness, lots of dependency on the government, like Medicaid. So, if you're on Medicaid, you may be forced because you're on the teat of the government to have to abide by certain health regulations. Are you getting me? Death panels crazy experimental vaccines, you name it. You need to read when you sign up for these things because people don't seem to get it. And a lot of people think that Medicaid is free. And when you're old, it's not free because basically if you've purchased a house in your lifetime and you die, the state will come and take that house from you because they want to get paid back. Nothing is free. It's never free. For someone to think that things are free from the government, free from a community, they're insane. The only thing free is your soul, the air that you breathe. Because we even charge for water. God-given gift of water, we charge for it. We're not even allowed to co- collect it in rain buckets because the government can't make money off of it. Pay attention, people. If this happens, oh my gosh. If he does it before 2020, it'll be insane. And he shouldn't because we need to have the wall up or at least reinforce our borders. That that means Water ports, airports, northern and southern border, for sure. Because it'll cause great stress on our nation with this high influx if this happens. But on the other hand, you know, going to the gold standard um, would uh, release a lot of funds, um, will inject our local economy, our domestic economy, and pretty much allow us to reinforce I guess our security, but I don't know where he's going with this, but I could tell you what this is. This is like, if you play battleship, uh, you know, the longest boat is the one with the five hits, right? This is hit number three. This is like how close it is to sinking for war. So the first one was the whole Paris agreement. And then the other one was pulling out of all these crazy agreements, right? TPP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This one, though, with Iran is the biggest one. This is huge. And they will stop at nothing. Brian Stetler's little morality BS video, morality dude, you're going to sit there and educate? You know their ratings. The Daily Caller put out an article today saying that they have had viewership of 180,000 to 690,000 people. Let me just say something. I've had an audience bigger than that. That's how they're like below the food network. I mean, but you have to give it to the food network. You know, those Iron Chef challenges, man. I'll watch one, and if they have a marathon, I'll sit and watch all of them. But um, their key demographic is ages 25 uh, to 45, and they were holding town halls with you know these clowns that want to run like Jill brand where her daddy's you know part of nexium uh the governor of washington ensley um and then a former hud secretary castro you know the guy under his watch Where, you know, 11 million a week in New York were just going missing and people were living in mold with rats and holes and no plumbing and no heating. That guy really running? Are you kidding? So this is what they have. They have every single uh, presidential town hall. Um, MSNBC um, has uh, 249,000 to 1.6 million viewers. Damn, that is where I fall in. Like I'm falling in the range of M. This is how low they are. And then Fox is at 2.4 beating. This is, this is insane. Like CNN cannot recover and they're all doubling down. Matto, Cuomo, Tapper, Stetler, all of them, They're doubling down. Media ma- matters, Dworkin, they're on fire right now. Pumping, pumping, pumping anything they can. And we will see a barrage of garbage run through the house because all they want to do is manipulate the public view to force the president to not do what he's doing. He's doing it already. You're done. He's already pulled that trigger. That was boom number three. We've got two more, two more. And they are annihilated. You know, we're seeing the intelligence community from the the days of yesteryear, of the corrupt yesteryear, like Clapper and Brennan coming out of the work talking smack. Obama, Hillary, Chit, 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 Comey, recording books. This is all a facade. They're trying to tell you, there's nothing here. Look at us. We're like totally gallivanting. We're writing books. We're making tons of money. We're telling him off on Twitter. You watch us. He's got nothing. In the meantime, they're probably with ankle bracelets. That's how it goes. They've got ankle bracelets and you don't see it. You know, you don't see it at all because it's a facade. Because the media won't tell you, hey... You know, he had a bulge around his ankle. Nope, not going to tell you that. They won't tell you that they're under house arrest. They won't tell you that their passports were taken. No, they won't. They will not. Because that's not the way they roll, right? Because they're all part of it. The media, the globalists, they're all part of it. They have so many countries betting on them. The amount of money, France, Germany, England, the non-Brexit England, right? Iran. Mm, I could keep going. Every single European nation, they're all funding them. They're giving them money because they're like, you got to make this happen. You got to make this president go. You got to make the people see he's crazy. You got to paint this picture. You got to push on it. Pelosi's getting money. Everybody's getting money, 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 money. And the thing is, we're watching this money. That's what's fine. We're keeping an eye on this money or these IOUs or these talks of money. I'll do this for you if you do that. I'll do this for you if you do that. Hey, this person will be president. We'll just slot him in. And then we'll put this person and we'll fix it like this. We'll deal with the FEC. We'll make sure that every party selects their own FEC. So then that Federal Electoral Commission oversees the next election. So this never happens again. Remember that? That's the law that they were trying to push. So I'll introduce that after the break so we can analyze it. Because you guys don't see the panic you're sitting there saying why isn't why aren't things happening guys there's so much happening right now that it's hot if it was a heat map it would be purple in the middle east and europe right now i'll see you all right after this break Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tory Says for the next hour. I'll be your host. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news, real news, Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. And I always want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter or Gab at Tori underscore says. I get into Facebook jail a lot, so uh, sometimes I don't post for lengthy periods of time, Um But you can always join the Red State Talk Radio group on Facebook where we share content and have some great discussions. And you can always find me here Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern Time on Red State Talk Radio. So what I was telling you guys about was the the gold standard and how the heat map right now would indicate purple, not red, like purple for the region of the Middle East and Europe. And actually Saudi Arabia is holding the torch to help that uh, go through. I wanted to say that um, this gold standard was actually reinforced by Andrew Kaczynski uh, because they're in panic mode. He actually reported on this. So, you know, Stephen Moore... um, is on the books to be nominated as, as one of uh, the people to sit on the Federal Reserve Board, right? And so he was on CNN and he said, you know, uh, that a gold standard uh, would be better to have right now and that surging oil prices in, uh, you know, in that started in mid-2008, just before Obama took office. Um, and you remember how gas was during Obama, right? $5 a tank. You remember that? $5 a gallon. Do you guys remember that? I remember that. I remember thinking, gosh, darn it. Now I have to drive to Little Rock, Arkansas. It's like (laughs) the gas is more. It would have been cheaper for planes, but it wasn't because planes have to put gas and that went higher too. But anyway, so during his time there, he was saying, well, you know, you had said saying that many economists are saying that the fed is worthless. They should be fired. He also called him out for in the past saying that eliminating, uh, you know, um, uh, that he thought that we should eliminate corporate income tax and individual income tax. Um, he also said that the the 16th amendment that created federal income tax is the most evil act passed in a hundred years, which is true. It's theft and saying, and and he also found a statement saying that you truly could not come up with a dumber system than Medicaid. Those are all true facts. So I don't know, um, you know, why uh, Kaczynski of CNN would throw that back in his face, except for the thing of saying that hundreds of economists at the Fed are worthless and should be fired. That is the truest statement ever. They are there. Negotiating monopoly money. They are allowing countries to print off U.S. currency themselves. They are manipulating the economy to make people poor. So Stephen Moore is the perfect pick because he has been consistent throughout time saying that it's monopoly money saying that income tax is the worst theft i mean i've been talking about it in my state why do we have property tax it's like we're paying rent because if you don't pay your property tax they take your house what's the difference with the queen the queen at least is up front with it in the united kingdom you have a leasehold you buy a house A leasehold is 99 years. You can buy this house and pay half a million pounds for it, but your family is only allowed to enjoy it for 99 years unless someone in your family buys it and pays an additional half a million dollars. Then, then the clock restarts at the 99 years, but let's pretend I bought a house when I was 20 in England and you know, I die at 70. So at 70, so there's 50 years of having this house, right? And then my, I give it to my daughter who took the house on when she was 30, right? So she lives up until the age of 80. So that's an additional 50 years. That's 100 years. Guess what? She can't pass that kid on, that house on to her kids. It immediately goes to the queen. Then there's something called a freehold, which isn't really free. It's just a little bit more expensive when you buy the house. So the same house will cost you three quarters of a million pounds or even a million pounds. But guess what? You'll get to keep it in your family for 299 years before the queen gets it back. So it'll be passed down from generation to generation to generation. And you know, this is why English people don't leave houses. They buy them from the dead person from the estate because then the queen gets it. This is the same thing here. We buy this house, right? I buy a house worth $100,000. I have to pay taxes of five dollars to $10,000 a year on it. Fair enough, right? No, it's not. If you want tax money to uh, fix your roads... You charge me a city tax. If you want tax money for infrastructure, you call it an infrastructure tax. And that will be coming from the states that will be doing that infrastructure. They will be regulating it. And they will be taking that money from the city. Because as we live there, we work there, we produce there, we offer money there. But on top of that, it doesn't even have to be tax Because if you break it down... Each and every single state is self-sustainable. They all have something to export within each other. They all have some form of industry within them. So they're actually rich. Kind of like the way Alaska pays their residents because they're so rich. Just saying. But anyway, taxes is a whole different discussion. But this guy is awesome. He said it's dumb to have Medicaid. Federal income tax is evil. It's all true. 100% free people shouldn't be slaves in paying a tax. There's other ways we could do it where it's more voluntary and more uh, giving back to your community. I mean, all of us that live, you know, uh, say on on one cul-de-sac would all be fine if we all had the means, right, living in that cul-de-sac to say, hey, I'm chipping in 20 bucks a month. All of us chip in 20 bucks a month so we can have really nice trees in our neighborhood and make sure there's no potholes in our roads. Everyone would do that. Because they're taking care of their own stuff and they're pooling it together. That's basically it. But taking my taxes, what if I can't afford it? I won't live in that neighborhood for one. So I won't be pooling any money to do it. So this is a problem, right? So what do you do? You take those that are less fortunate and try to make them more fortunate, right? By giving them the tools and the jobs. But this is what they do. They give us no jobs. They give us no tools, but then they take, take, take and take, and take all the time. So anyway, that's how the Federal Reserve is. It's not only that, they're taking fake monopoly money. (laughs) It's monopoly money. So we're going to see this gold standard kick in. I mean, could you imagine if we went to the gold standard and, you know, six months after that, we decide, oh, I want to go to France. Your dollar is going to be worth like 50 to 100 euros to the dollar. You'd be rich super rich so awesome but anyway going back to something that I wanted to talk about these two hours and it is the domestic side of things the war that they're waging on the people of the United States of America in order to have the people of the United States of America stop what's coming stop the freedom that's coming that's basically it they don't want us to be free So I had made some statements, you know, with Assange being arrested, like I told you guys, the whole notion of national security and keeping secrets from people for their own good is an illusion. Let's get ourselves pepped up. I really like this song, don't you? So basically, it's all an illusion. That's basically what it is. It's an illusion. They're telling us that we shouldn't know things because it's for our own good. They're telling us that we should trust people that we don't elect with secrets of our nation for our own good. They're telling us that they know better. Listen to us. This is the fourth branch of the elected. This is... The grand illusion. They have convinced us that by forfeiting our rights to knowledge and being citizens that have full knowledge, let me let me put it this way: when you go to the hospital, there's something called informed consent. So, say for example, uh, you've had uh, a heart attack, whatever and they're like, hey, your artery's blocked. They have to give you informed consent, meaning you're just not going to consent to be catheterized and get a stent in. They're going to tell you. This is the procedure that we recommend. You could do this or this procedure. Now, if you do this procedure, this is what happens. We go in like this. These are the risks. You could die. You have all the information to consent. Now, let's put our hats on as citizen. Do we have informed consent when we vote? Do we know what we're getting when we vote? Actually, this is the first time in our history, I could say, in our history, that we had informed consent when we voted. We knew who President Trump was. We had seen him in the public eye for 50 years. We knew who he was. We knew exactly what his intentions were. We knew him. Did we know Marco Rubio? No, we didn't. We found out though that he had sweetheart deals with insurance companies within Florida where he got kickbacks to monopolize the Obamacare program there. Got really rich. What about Ted Cruz? I don't know. We're hearing about, you know, CIA daddies and being involved in the assassination of JFK. We're hearing collusion with Cuba. We're hearing a lot of stuff. So that's not informed consent, is it? Hillary Clinton, was that informed consent? No, it was not. We're not allowed to see her emails. She's not allowed to be investigated for it. All these dead people that turn up. Nope, nope, nope. You can't see that either. An illusion. An illusion of being a free member of a nation that acknowledges freedom, but they did not give you any informed. You did not provide informed consent when you voted. It's kind of like when you're at the doctor, you vote catheterization, or do I take the risk with just medications and diet? Even though my artery's clogged and I can have another heart attack tomorrow. What do I do? You know, everything that's on the table and you can make a decision. So Hillary Clinton could have been the clogged artery That has, you know, an ejection fraction of like 5%, (laughs) you know, she's, it's done. Right. And then we have president Trump, which is like, let's put a stent in and fix this. I'm going to come in like a stent and open this wide open and let the blood flow and let's keep this freedom going. Hillary Clinton was the clogged artery. Now that's how it is, that's how you would see it. But they don't tell you these things. They don't tell you everything there is to know about a candidate. The media will tell you what they want you to know so that you vote for who they want because it's an illusion. They want you to think that you're free. They want you to think that you made this decision. It's all fake. I mean, Nadler has come out and literally lied. He said, for example, right? He said that Donald Trump Jr., that meeting at the Trump Tower, it was to discuss stolen information. What? First of all, that meeting was set up by Loretta Lynch and Obama's DOJ, FBI, and CIA. We all know this because that woman wasn't even allowed in the country. She was refused a visa and Lynch overrid that. She said, nope, let her come into the country. Why did you override it? Lynch. Oh, under the instructions of who Obama illusions again, illusions again, that they were operating in good faith, illusions again, that they were operating as the government was intended to be operating based on our constitution. Everything is an illusion. Every single person in office is giving you the illusion that they represent you. They don't. They represent themselves. They represent their needs, their wants, what they find important to themselves, not you. But for some reason, people think they're free. People think that they vote and it matters because it doesn't. They will fix your votes anyway if they don't like them. We've seen that too. Illusions. Illusions. This is how you trick hundreds of millions of people every day the illusion of fear so that you forfeit your rights the illusion of transparency so you do not have that informed consent when you cast your ballot illusions the media is the stage the mainstream media is the stage they're the ones that take that little bit of truth And make it into the story they want you to know to give you the illusion that they are giving you truth over two and a half years they sat there and they convinced us well the majority I guess that the president was an agent of the Russian state That he colluded and conspired with the Russians to take away our rights to freedom, our rights rights to liberty, our rights to an election. Correctly done, I would say. And they still sit on that they're still pushing on that and people are still not paying attention no matter how many times you tell them it's all an illusion we don't need national security like this we don't need secrets there is no need for secrets we're all on the same team why are you keeping oh it'll be too hard for the people to know this why Why would it be too hard for the people to know this? How do we cast our ballot without knowing things? It seems as if we cast our ballot for votes on laws, on people that we elect with minimal knowledge. I mean, I saw... In my state, they were pushing this bill for marijuana to say people that get like a cannabis card shouldn't be allowed to own guns. So the BCI, uh, the Bureau of Criminal Investigations in the state of North Dakota, should get their information, whoever signs up for a marijuana card, because then that'll keep them safe because they're drug users and federally, you can't have a gun if you're high. It doesn't say you can't own one. It says that you can't have it in your possession while you're high because there's people that own guns and, you know, break their leg and they take oxycodone for the pain and, you know, don't get addicted, right? They just do their course or, you know, have stress and they take Xanax for a period of time. They lost their loved one and they take antidepressant. Does that mean they can't own a gun? No, but it means they can't operate one while they're under the influence, just like a car. So you drink beer. What do you do? Not allow you to have a car ever? No, you just know that you can't operate the vehicle without it. But see, here's the thing about consent. People see it on the surface saying, yeah, that totally makes sense. And it's like, no, it doesn't. That's a HIPAA violation. You can't tell people what their medical conditions are and why they have to take medicines. Then you need to do it across the board. That is a can of worms. If you ever get prescribed Adderall, Xanax, Prozac, whatever it may be, Oxy, Painkiller, Tylenol, three, they will come to your house, pound the door and take your guns. And then you have to go to court after a year and ask for it back saying, okay, I'm better now. My leg is healed and I'm not taking any pain medicine. Can I have my guns back? This is what happens when you don't have informed consent. Obviously, I made a lot of noise and they pulled that out. And obviously, I was right because they were like, she's right, it's a HIPAA violation. Because I had that complaint already to file under federal law. And you'd say, well, you know, uh, people didn't know. Yeah, because the legislators are on the take. They're giving you the illusion that they're representing you when they're not. I'm talking small potatoes on a state level so you guys understand on a federal just how huge it is. They're not going to be transparent with you. That legislator that teamed up with whoever it was to do it probably got a kickback. Maybe he got a liquor license for his cousin's cousin's, you know, bar. Or maybe one of them works for like a garbage company. And, you know, uh, they're guaranteed to maintain garbage sanitation business through a city. This is how it works. It's wash my back. I wash yours. And they give us the illusion that they're representing us. The people that represent you are the ones that everybody hates or go Jim Jordan or go Meadows, the people that are speaking the truth, the people that are telling you, but how is this even right? This isn't Right. This makes no sense. Why aren't you being transparent on this? Yeah, well that's just a small part of it. No, it's not a small part because one small part with another small part makes it this is how avalanches happen. How snowballs grow. It's small and then it rolls down this hill that you can't stop it and it's just going. Like like that bill for marijuana. It would be one, marijuana. Well, oxy is is even stronger. So now everyone that gets a prescription for oxy, police bound pound on their door and say, give me your guns. Why? Because you broke your leg and you're taking oxy. Come see us in a year. And if we see fit that you are allowed to, you can have your guns. This is how it starts. People do not have informed consent when they cast their ballots. They need to know who the people are that are representing. They need to see their communications. They need to see their financials. They need to see everything that's being questioned. I mean, why aren't we questioning things anymore? Why are we not allowed to ask questions? That's the key. Now they don't want you asking questions. So we have the house asking questions to perpetuate narratives, questions that they already know the answer to. Questions that will formulate illusions, questions that will feed into their theory. But the basic question is, why are you doing this? Tell me, has anyone ever stopped and asked Nadler? Nadler. I, you know, he goes on their shows. He's not coming on mine. But any 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 real host would stop and say stop. Just tell me what your end game is. Like, what is the whole point of what you're doing? Like, why are you doing this? Because when you stop and ask the simplest question, what is your motivator? Like, what is your ultimate goal? Is it that you want to remove him? Like, what are you doing? Because you're not elected to remove presidents. You're elected to legislate and support and purport, I guess, and represent the constituents that elected you, what they want. So again, what is the end game here? What is the end game of every single congressman, congresswoman, and senator right now in office? What is their end game with the charade? I mean, we all know for the mainstream media, they're just the stage. But the directors of this play, this facade, this falsity, why? If someone would ask Pelosi, why are you doing this? Uh, just a question, like, why are you, like, dragging this out? The Mueller report came out, why are you doing it? Because we think he committed a crime. So you think he committed a crime. What What is the outcome you want? Because sometimes, I've, I've started doing this and only in the past couple of years. Obviously, because my eldest daughter turned adult, and I still have a preteen. Now she's a teen. Uh, but I started asking when they would complain to me, I'd say, okay, what in your mind, would you like me to do about it? And they just stop and look at me like, I'm just telling you. And it's like, no, but tell me, how would you like this resolved? Like, what would be the outcome that would please you after telling me all this? I think anyone that would ask that question to any of them will see exactly what I've been saying. This is all an illusion and it's all about power has nothing to do with you or I or any other citizen of the United States of America. The simple question, what would be your desired outcome to impeach him? Okay. Why? Because this is this, but you're saying this has happened and we don't have evidence, but you want to impeach him. Why do you not like him? Do you think he's unfit? Why? Why? Ask the simple questions to get down to the root because if anyone actually did that, you would have no illusions. You would see the bare bones truth by asking the simple question. What would you like to be the outcome of this whole charade? Don't lie. Don't sugarcoat. Just what would you like? And sometimes when I do things, I ask myself that what is the outcome that i am wishing to achieve from this because there's many people that um i have come to conflict with where i say okay i just want to ask like what do you want what do you want you want me to stop talking you want me to stop asking questions am i saying something that directly affects you and it bothers you do you want to hide your skeleton like what is it that you want What is your end game and why your end game is to, to, to impeach the president or your end game is to do what, what is it? Kill him, jail him, hang him. What is it that you want? Because these corrupt people, when you ask them down to the core, what would be your desired outcome? There is no answer. There is absolutely no answer. Because the answer is so horrific and so indicative of what exactly underlies their motivation that they can't even say it out loud. Because sometimes when people are nasty, people are power hungry, glutinous, greedy, and insanely obsessive, they are too embarrassed to be honest with themselves. We'll talk a little bit more after this break.
4: Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help.
1: So this is breaking for my listeners, but before I tell you what's breaking, I'm going to tell you, uh, what something is. Have you ever noticed that when you're traveling somewhere and you go and get a visa, uh, you know, the United States, uh, lets you know what their concerns are, uh, in regards to travel advisory. So, you know, if you were to decide to go to Iraq, they would say, look, this is a level four advisory. It's like, do not travel. You travel there, you're more likely going to turn up dead or or, you know, um, arrested or thrown into a prison. If you want to go to Turkey, they tell you that's a level three. Please reconsider your travel. So level four is don't travel. Reconsider your travel is places like Chad, Turkey, Pakistan, Nigeria, Nicaragua. You know, places where people, you know, go out to a bar and wake up in a bathroom missing a kidney or dead or kidnapped for, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Level 2 advisories are countries like India, Uganda, um the Ukraine, Morocco, Mexico too because you know they kidnap you. So inc- exercise increased caution right so places like you know liberia uh cambodia canada they're all level one exercise normal precautions which is like just be careful don't get into cabs that you don't know exercise increased caution means there's terrorism going on there's stuff going on so guess who's on the level two that would be france but guess who was just placed on that the United Kingdom. Today, it was issued by Secretary Pompeo that they advise American citizens not to, ex- to exercise extra caution when going to the United Kingdom because terrorist groups continue plotting attacks in the United Kingdom and a terrorist may attack you. There's also incidents of isolated violence in Northern Ireland, which is part of the United Kingdom. So this is the same level advisory that you would get going to Russia, going to Ecuador, going to Colombia, you know, with all Belize, the Bahamas, France is on that list too, but no one's talking about that. Maybe I should write an article to point out how our country is telling us these countries may not be as safe as other countries. And the United Kingdom was just placed on that list today. That is insane, isn't it? It's safer to go to Qatar, according to the U.S. government, than it is to the United Kingdom. It's safer to go to Georgia than it is to... To the United Kingdom. It's safer to go to the armpit called Bahrain. I call it the armpit because I hated it when I went there. Than it is to go to the United Kingdom. I mean, this travel advisory was just issued. And you can go to travel.state.gov and see the travel advisory. and It says, exercise increased caution in the United Kingdom due to terrorism. You understand, this is killing their tourist industry for us, because when you're going to go and apply for a visa or say that I'm traveling to the United Kingdom, you need to exercise caution. You need to monitor local media. You need to follow the department of state now to make sure if you should travel you should make sure you review your traveler's checklist. Please make sure that you're in touch with your department of defense of a department of state. Make sure you're following them and enroll in the smart traveler enrollment program to receive alerts and make it easier for you to know when you can go to the nearest area so they can help you. This is huge. Are you seeing it now? Because like I said, there is an increased amount, right? Of what? Activities that are depicting what? War. Sri Lanka. With all the terrorism that went on there, they went to level two. Congo went to level two. In Oman, they were upgraded to level one, saying not a big deal. Bahamas, they were put on the list of level two. Jamaica, level two. Dominican Republic, level two. Turkmenistan is a level one. Are you getting it? And remember, who did our president meet? Just at the end of March at Mar Lago, Jamaica, Bahamas, Dominican Republic. Why? Because they get their oil from Venezuela. They have their own team. I wrote an article about that. You have to pay attention. Somalia, no travel advised. It's been updated in April. Yemen, none. St. Lucia, None. Well, no, it's a level one, actually. They dropped, actually. From a level two, they went to level one. Syria, none. Venezuela, none. Libya, none. Mali, none. All these travel advisories. On April 9th, there were over 35 travel advisories increasing the risk to travel to places. It is incredible. There's worldwide caution issued um, in January and and sorry, it wasn't 40 in on April 9th. Hold on. April 9th. We had a lot of them. Let me just pull that up for you guys. Gosh darn it. That's the second page. So yeah, there were about 30 of them on April 9th that were upgraded to, to level two. Um, it, it's pretty incredible. The United Kingdom is now considered a hotbed for terrorism. Um, We got France on there a little while ago and Spain a little while ago. But this is huge. To be considered equal in terrorism acts as Burma is incredible. Okay? Can you guys see it? Because this illusion that everything is rosy and cheeky, it's not. This is a huge move. What happened, what happened with Turkey today with them putting their foot down, saying no, and they're putting their foot down because they sell the oil from Iran to the European Union. They are the center. They're like the switch center. They have all the pipelines coming in from the Middle East and Russia to Turkey. And then from Turkey, they go out to Europe. They're going to lose all their money. They've invested all their money. They owe so much money because of these pipelines. And now we've just put the United Kingdom on on an increased travel alert. That's insane. That is really insane. Think about it. Just take a step back and realize that our countries that are allied countries, our country is recommending that we take extra precautions when traveling this is a huge deal and nobody's talking about it it's like oh it's no big deal you know he's pushing more sanctions on Iran what no big deal these sanctions should have been done 12 years ago 20 years ago they've been getting waivers like they're no shave chits. this is a big deal This is like on the battleship. This is like the long ship with the five targets. This is target number three acquired. Now we have the other two. And usually when you get three and it hasn't sunk, everybody knows which direction that boat is going and it's going to be super duper quick. It'll be snap. Isn't it right? Because you get two and you're like, oh, it could be two boats, one going horizontal, one vertical, right? You get three shots and the boat's not sunk. You know, what are the odds that there's three boats stacked to each other? Nope. If it's going vertical, then it's a vertical one. And we know where the next two targets are. And those come quicker. They only take two turns. This is what's incredible. This, the placement of the sanctions of Iran today, today announcing that going to the United Kingdom, you need to take extra precautions, extra than normal, increased caution is a huge deal i mean i'm surprised that greece isn't on that list just to be honest with you okay greece should be on that list um and and let me just check if they were recently added or upgraded let me just see greece is uh, exercise normal precautions they're on a one list which is pretty insane right I would think that there's a problem there, but you know, the Greeks, (laughs) the Greeks have been overrun by illegal migrants. Their economy has flopped. Everyone's in debt. Their taxes are like 70%. There's so much poverty, but you know, the, the European union hasn't managed to confiscate their property yet. I know this because you know, my family is Greek and I'd have, and I had to forfeit property Uh, to my family members in Greece to then put it out for my next of kin uh, so that way it's protected. These are pieces of land that have been in families for for thousands of years. You don't just give it up to Germany because they want to tax you 70% on it when all you do is grow green onions or you just have the land. So anyway... The point of the matter is the countries that you would expect to be on that list are not, which means that our country is seeing things that people are not understanding. How are the allies that were involved in this collusion uh, with the deep state now on uh, increased caution list? Pretty interesting, right? And you know what other place was actually placed on an increased caution list? Antarctica. That's super weird, isn't it? Because that happened just at the turn of this year, at the beginning of the year. And I've, I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but that's the only continent I have not stepped on. Like my toes have not, well, no, my toes have actually, uh, diddled in the Antarctic sea, uh, ocean, right? I've, I've, I've had them play in the water there off the Falklands, but I've never been in Antarctica. I've always wanted to go because, you know, I just find it fascinating that this whole continent, there's only one side of it that's been claimed. And then there's a whole side of the continent that's never been claimed, which is weird. People are like, oh, it's all ice. So's the other side. So there's like, it's like cut in half. And half of it is where all these nations have these little pieces and pieces of I own this, you own that. But then there's a whole unclaimed portion of a continent, which it's 2019 and no one's claiming a portion of the continent, which makes me wonder, is there a portion of the continent? That's the only thing, I'm going to be dead honest with you guys, that is the only thing where I'm like, you know, maybe these flat earth theorists, if they actually pointed to that, I would totally believe it. Like that's where my mind went. Why would you have like a round circle of a continent and slice it in half and say only this part is claimed territory. The other part isn't because then that would mean it doesn't exist. Like, why wouldn't you just want to go put a flag on it and say it's mine? But anyway, the fact that they were put on an exercise, uh, you know, increased caution, like a level two advisory was a flag for me. Like, why? Uh, There's no terrorism. Actually, let me find out what they're. Claim was for that. It says that environmental hazard posed by extreme and (laughs) unpredictable. No, duh. Doesn't that happen all the time in Antarctica? I'm just, I'm so sorry. So obviously it's not that. So it's something else. Because they tell you when they upgrade why they upgrade. They'll tell you, I don't know, like earthquake or i don't know hillary clinton is creating orphanages you know that would be so funny if you saw it for the haiti one um because haiti's on a list but anyway um they're on a level four they're like don't travel list haiti uh so anyway um that was put on there curious i just thought i'd say it because i don't i don't think a lot of people know that half of the continent is unclaimed like why not walk across the south pole and put a flag and say it's mine like i was actually literally thinking of running a go on me just to go claim that territory even if it's ice in the name of anyone that funded me like i've actually thought of doing that um but anyway i digress the point of the matter is this is war and you're you're not seeing it because they're hoping they're 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 buffering the relations right now with the european union through, you know, Turkey by saying, don't worry, we'll take care of Donald Trump. We will get him removed. We will impeach him. We will run him through the mud. We will manipulate his foreign relations. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see another thing come up about Saudi Arabia. I'm I'm dead serious. Something's going to come up about Saudi Arabia. Maybe they're going to kill some no-name journalist. Or maybe there's going to be a terrorist activity and they're going to blame Saudi Arabia for it. Guarantee. They've got to do something because Saudi Arabia now is the key to this. If Saudi Arabia agrees to produce more oil so that way we have enough oil to cover that, that Iran is no longer producing and pushing into the system, they have nothing to complain about because they're going to say, okay, no, there is no shortage of oil. Saudi Arabia is beefing it up. We're beefing it up. You could buy oil from other people in alternate sources. You don't have to buy from Iran. Look at all this. Look at OPEC. We got together and we're making it happen. What's your problem? So that's where this week we need to pay attention that something may come out to again push and manipulate uh, our relations with Saudi Arabia. I wouldn't be surprised to see them recycle the Khashoggi or kind of give it a new breath of life because Turkey has already said they are not going to abide by the rules set by the United States. And um, this is a big deal. This is war. This This is war. This is where the United States has to put up or shut up, which means on May 2nd, if Turkey has not done what they've been told, which is no more oil from Iran, then sanctions will be in place. That means no trade. That means no, um, no ally status, no talking, no this, no that. And remember they're under, um, reconsideration of travel, right? They have been upgraded to a reconsideration of travel actually since, um, since, uh, when was it done? I think it was 2019 that it was upgraded from a two to three, or was it 2018? I think it was when they arrested the the, the priest. So it could have been from before that, actually. But anyway, you're not even recommended to travel. Like if you were to go and say, I'm going to Turkey, they're kind of like, I recommend you don't go there. So this is going to be huge because if Turkey does not stop buying oil from Iran, then the European Union will be sanctioned for doing business with Turkey. You see what I'm saying? See, because we can't say, hey, Germany, you're buying Iranian oil. Well, actually, we're buying it from Turkey and Turkey gets oil from like Russia and, you know, Kazakhstan and Azerbaijan and Iran and the oil that comes from Iran, maybe from Oman or Yemen or Qatar. So See, we, you can't say it's not like the oil has a name on it saying Iran, but if Turkey doesn't stop getting oil from Iran and they can't say, oh, this is Qatari oil, not Iran, Iranian oil, they have to stop period, right? Stop period to kill the Iranian economy, basically. If Turkey doesn't stop and the European Union continues to buy off of Turkey, we have sanctions on Turkey. That means our allies like the United Kingdom, Germany, France allies, and I'm using air quotes, right? (laughs) If they're still buying oil from Turkey, then they get sanctioned. Do you see? This is how the ball rolls. And I feel really frustrated that I don't see anyone talking about this on mainstream media. No one is telling anyone about this. On that note on that note, here's what they're not telling you, is the battle cry that you hear about, if, let's go back to Europe about um, Notre Dame Cathedral, I want to play something for you, I'll, I'll translate it uh, uh, interpret it for you as well as I can, okay? Hold on let me pull this YouTube video up
6: Hold on On <laughs>
1: So the people that are complaining about the Cathedral of Notre Dame being burned down, you know, it's it's it is a centuries-old uh, cathedral that's burned down.
6: Um, now
1: he's referring to. Um,
6: Oh.
1: what about in Damascus when uh, our mosque burned down years ago and it's way older four thousand years old way older than Notre Dame
6: the
1: Umayyad mosque was way older According to law, they didn't shed any tears for that. In one minute, in New Zealand, 60 60 Muslims in one minute were killed. That happened in all one minute, yet no Arab leader, not even one, attended their funerals. Okay, so he's saying, um, you know, over three times Gaza has been burned down. And according to Allah, no one shed tears for that either.
6: No, they didn't.
1: In Syria, in Bahuz and Idlib, thousands are being killed. Did anyone, like, cry out for them? Um, he's saying something like our blood is thin, like that we're not blood brothers anymore. Um you know we're not we're not standing up for each other.
6: So his
1: so so how okay so now it makes sense because I didn't listen to that sentence. So basically he's saying our blood is cheap, but the one in Paris is expensive because they cried for that one. So you're only going to cry for expensive things, not cheap things. So we are worthless, in other words, compared to other people.
6: في هذه الكدرالية وقفوا يوما وأعلنوا الحرب الصليبيه على الإسلام بل انتزعت رقاب المسلمين بعدها وقتل الناس
1: So uh, it's something that I told you guys before the former crusade against, you know, how, um, the Islamic Ark had closed into Europe. He's saying, uh, centuries ago, it was Notre Dame that spearheaded the war against Muslims where their heads were being chopped off and they were killing them and slaughtering them in the streets. Remember, I told you that in Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh in Scotland, if you go, you'll see Roman baths that have Arabic inscriptions because that's how far up North they went. And it was only after that war that they proclaimed Notre Dame to be a cathedral, he said.
6: These
1: are reptilian tears. Reptilian tears. It's like... Killing an animal in the jungle is unforgivable. This is their guideline. But killing a Muslim... But killing a Muslim is up for debate. So this is how they rally their base. And the reason I'm saying this is because the Muslim faith that can be easily radicalized only because the Quran allows it to be radicalized in the way it was written, right? Because you can radicalize Christians, you can radicalize everything. They're now being used as pawns again to take those radical members that take things literally. Remember, like I said at the beginning of the show, The words of the Bible are not literal and any other religious scripture. It is a guideline, and you have to read between the lines and understand it. The same thing goes for the Quran, but unfortunately, it's actually taken literally. And this isn't the first time that empires have used religion as a political weapon. I mean, this is why the historical Christians from 33 AD and onward split up with the Catholic church because the Orthodox church, they were created the Orthodox church and the Catholic church because the Orthodox said, no, you are weaponizing religion. You are beheading people according to the queen in the name of God. You are creating a Pope as a God and no Pope, no man should ever be glorified as someone holy. Um, this is why they split. So weaponizing religions is not something new, but unfortunately it's always to the Muslim faith because they are the most easiest to be radicalized. And we're seeing more and more of this rhetoric of angering Muslims and showing you're cheap, they're expensive. You're worthless. They're not, they'll debate killing you, but they will hang you up by your toes and slaughter you. If you kill a dodo, well, they're extinct. So, But yeah, if it wasn't, that there was one dodo bird, you probably would have gotten the death penalty for that. Or killing a rhino in the jungle. He's right. He's right because this is how you dehumanize people. And this is how you radicalize them. By acting like that. You see what I'm saying? So this is war. And I told you guys that Turkey had started this rhetoric by calling everyone yowers, right? And this is a derogatory term against people that are not Muslim and he Erdogan has been making that reference for over a month and now this happens and the thing is it's not now this happened this happened in November I told you guys about it in November but no one's paying attention the media doesn't want you paying attention because there's nothing to pay attention to because they're so sure that they're going to remove this president and stop him from giving back freedom to the people and he's a big problem right now because he's waking people up across the The globe. So, anyway, on that note, it's the end of the show. If you're traveling to the United Kingdom, State Department says take extra cautions. And apparently, if you're going to Antarctica, too. Um, On that note, I wish you all a great evening, uh, a wonderful day. And from all of us here at Red State, God bless. And I'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, 12 to 2 on Red State Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm